Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. You've heard it a million times, but that's because it's worth it. I engrave stuff. Need something engraved? I engrave stuff. Need some gifts for holidays and birthdays that are actually cool and can be totally personalized to your liking? I engrave stuff. Check out their social medias. I see an Instagram giveaway very often, and they're actually legit. Connect by going to iengravestuff.com. Another thing they have is an engraving service. If you have a thermos or a bottle or a baseball glove or anything you can think of, all you have to do is get in touch with the awfully friendly people from iengravestuff.com, and one of their laser experts can get an estimate to you. It's super simple, and they work hard to make it easy to explore your engraving ideas. And if you go to iengravestuff.com and you're shopping, be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box at checkout. That'll get you 10% off. Check out iengravestuff today. Two one. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, um, we're back. It's been a while. Yeah, well, sorry for the long hiatus, but we're finally just doing an impromptu episode here. We got Joe here today. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we figured today we would just kind of free talk it, and um, you know, our episode for um, well, we, we said goodbye to rock and roll, right? So now uh, we're probably going to jump into hip hop. But we figured that we would have one more episode where we just do kind of an impromptu free talk and just tell you how we're doing ask you how you're doing it's been kind of a weird year yeah with covid and everything i kind of feel like we've kind of disappeared off of the face of the earth and so we're just trying to jump back into it into this covid filled world where one minute you can you know you can go out and do things and the next minute you know like oh no more than 10 people to a gathering or whatnot (laughs) yeah or just like your immediate household it seems like every state has kind of different rules set in place right now and yeah yeah no i'm feeling that man i mean uh we had so much plans going on at the beginning of the year we're gonna release that blix 10 album just do a bunch of shows go buck wild the year and literally like the week before uh, i was uh, trying to wrap up the mixes and also we were planning on doing our album release concert right all of a sudden this all hit and that the the venue canceled on well it didn't cancel on us necessarily just said that we had to do more of a remote live stream kind of performance yeah and i wouldn't really consider that our release album concert but because we didn't actually release the (laughs) the album yet and so 
I love that uh, kind of online concert that you guys did though. And it was really a bummer because it seemed like, yeah, you guys had so much in the pipeline of just what you were going to do this year and, and releases and everything. And this can be said of Transmitter as well. Like we were pumping on all cylinders at the first of the year. We were having meetings about, you know, future projects and yeah. all, all sorts of stuff. And um it just seems like all that kind of went on the back burner for a minute. We had to figure out how to handle all this just like everybody else. And it's been a learning experience when it comes to the music world, I feel like, especially for, for you, Joe and Blix10, Nick, you know, the band. You guys have had to try and figure out how to move forward when you can't really do live venues or live shows or anything. Yeah. Well, well I Oh. oh no! Go ahead, Joe. Oh uh, well, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, there are a few reasons why I didn't move forward with the the Blix Ten album. I mean, one of which I I was pretty burnt out because uh, I was finishing up college and you know I was just putting in a lot of stress uh, with the songs and I honestly wasn't really happy with where they were. But with with, with everything going on, uh, yeah, everyone was so focused on COVID that no one really seemed to care about music for a while. And yeah, plus, it was just hard to get everybody together. I mean, yeah. I was work was super crazy with COVID because I work at, at at Walgreens, which is a pharmacy, and it was just interesting because I had like two coworkers that got COVID, so they were quarantined. And anybody who worked with them on on those shifts, you know, had to be quarantined too. So we were also very short-handed and all that stuff. And I was one of those that had to keep the store afloat, and we had other store managers and other Walgreens employees from other stores come and help us out because we were just we were hit hard by COVID you know, it was kind of hard to keep things afloat and so I you know I was dealing with that with work and then also trying to redo wedding plans with my then fiance and um you know we had no idea we had you know, like set you know plans for a date and we were like COVID hit or like all of our wedding plans went out the window. We had no idea what to do. We kind of had to just like restart from scratch. And so I felt kind of overwhelmed with that, with wedding planning and, you know, changing our, everything that we had wanted to do, you know, it was, it was just changed because of COVID. And so I wasn't really in the most music minded, I guess, mindset back then. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people feel the same way. I, I was listening to this interview with Dave Grohl, actually, and this was supposed to be like their 25-year anniversary of um, one of their albums or something like that. Yeah. can't remember which album exactly, but they had all these things planned out. They already had tons of t-shirts made for their big worldwide tour they were going to do this year and going to release a record. And Yeah, so even among the most prestigious of uh, bands and artists, just kind of threw a wrench in the system, you know? And I, I think that a lot of people started doing more live stream stuff, you know, quarantine mm -hmm. videos. That's what I noticed, at least on a uh, on a music level with with artists and with production in general. Uh, this year, all the new music that you hear coming out at some point during the, the creation and recording and mixing process, it was just done at home. Yeah. And so it's been a very unique year for the, the music industry in general. And so, yeah, I don't know. And uh, interestingly enough, though, I've, I've gotten quite a few people going in through my studio, people whose schedules have opened up. And so they, they want to come in and record their music, not the least of which is Private School Boys, who released their single Play Dead for Halloween. That's one heck of a single <laughs> from oh their gosh. EP. <laughs> it was so cool. And I... I 
sincerely hope that we didn't scare Jordan away <laughs> when we did that interview with him, because I would love to have him back on this show and just get the backstory behind the making of that music video and like what their future plans are. I've loved watching what they've done and it's been really cool to, you know, hear updates from Joe, you, Joe and John, because John helped shoot their music video. Joe recorded the music for them and it just it was such a different vibe and it was, you know, had the Halloween spirit about it. And it was just well, they cool also project. had like really cool stories that were behind it. Like, um, the, the story behind their album artwork for you want to tell that story, Joe? Or? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let, uh, Jordan and, and those guys, uh, tell you about that. Okay. If that's yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. stay tuned for that. But, um, I, I'll at least give my perspective on, uh, recording at least with them. It was a very, very different song, uh, than the vibe that they were, uh, that they had in their EP because their EP, I mean, it was experimental. They had, they were experimenting with lots of different genres. You know, there was some indie in there. There were some hip hop elements in there and, and some rock elements, of course. Uh, this one though was all out with just really creepy, you know, heavy metal and. Uh, we, we messed around a lot with vocals because <laughs> uh, we layered tons of screams for for the chorus but then on top of that we added vocoder effects to really like enhance the the intensity of those vocals but then just out of nowhere in the middle of the song it goes into a very tim burton you know <laughs> haunted circus kind of vibe it was really really interesting and it was a pleasure to to work with them on that because i really got to experiment with with my limits as a, a recording and mixing mixing engineer and seeing what sounds that we could create and also improving stuff like guitar tone and, and drum tones and stuff and so yeah it was it was just so much fun so I can't wait uh, for that episode too when Jordan comes in and, and really <laughs> yeah. goes in and tells his perspective of everything and with the the music video as well because yeah there's some really crazy stories oh, <laughs> behind this song I know like what, what, so. when I first heard it you know from you I was like what that really happened like my <laughs> mind was blown it was like that that sounds like something from like a movie or something <laughs> yeah it has the coolest backstory to how that music video was made and I hope that Joe uh, excuse me Jordan will come back on and and talk about it I would love that. Uh, to kind of go backwards here and, and talk a little bit more about like COVID and the music world and all that, you know, with everything kind of being put on the back burner. I think we've got a lot to kind of congratulate each other on. I, I mean, at least for you and Joe, Nick, because here's the thing, like despite everything that's happened, you guys have still been, you know, there's still people coming to your studio, Joe. You've redone your studio, which uh, we're recording in now and it looks amazing. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like I've seen the transition from before and after. It's like, it's... It's awesome, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate and, that. Uh, Nick got married and has started his life with Nina. And, you know, we've still been able to work, which we're grateful for. And, you know, I, I guess at this time, we also just wanted to give a shout out to all of our listeners and just say, you know, we hope you're doing well. We hope that this hasn't impacted you too greatly and that you're still able to live your lives and, you know, that you're staying safe out there. Yeah, lots of lots of craziness going on. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but just in general this year, there's there's just kind of been this really dark kind of mood going on. Yeah, just like the, the dark, like oh, whoa, is twenty twenty? No, like <laughs> dude, there's an endless amount of memes. You know, the yeah. twenty twenty memes. I'm, and I, right now, I'm just like, if I see one more twenty twenty meme, I'm gonna freaking shoot my phone. You know, yeah, lose your mind, <laughs> right? Seriously. So. 
Well, and I, I think, and I hope for this too, but I think everybody's thinking like, okay, 2021 is right around the corner. Everything's going to go back to normal. We'll reset, restart. And I, I think of we're course, all... there's all, there's always that meme about 2020 where you know, it's New Year's Eve and the clock is counting down from, you know, the 10 seconds. And then it says your free uh, subscription to, to 2020 has now been you know, renewed <laughs> and I can't do the actual, you know, you know, pay for 2020 now they have done the free trial. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just think like, I, I really sincerely hope that it you know next year starts and it's just a better year all around i mean we have that vaccine coming out for covid i feel like but you know a part of me wonders like are things gonna go back to normal right away you know it's probably gonna take some time is what my my bet is i mean walgreens is preparing to receive that vaccine to distribute it mm -hmm. and um i don't know when that will be but i know we've been hearing talks from that Walgreens will be preparing for that. Yeah. Um, particularly those who are, you know, most vulnerable for COVID, like those who are older and living homes and things like that. Right, right. Um, but I still think it's going to be, you know, a gradual transition. I mean, because I mean, we just, there's already talks of the vaccine and yet still we're having high numbers of contracting the, the virus in numbers. I Like on my phone, I get updates from the KSL News app and they always give a daily text about, you know, the numbers of COVID here in the state of Utah. And there's still thousands of people contracting, not dying, but just, you know, getting, being tested for COVID and testing positive, you know, just thousands of people every day. Yeah. And I've, you know, I work at the hospital and they're kind of planning that same similar rollout of the vaccine. And, and I don't know if I really want to get into the whole, uh, you know, patients that are in the hospital sick with COVID and all of that, but uh, yeah, the, the numbers have continued to rise and there there will be a vaccine coming out. But I also wonder, like, because there's a lot of people out there that aren't comfortable with vaccines and, mm -hmm. you know, they see this vaccine that was kind of in a way rushed. You know, it's still got to stage three testing, but the, the vaccine to some people has been very rushed. And there's I've heard that there's not been a lot of studies done on the effects that it will have on like children and teens. Mainly the studies that they've done have been on adults. So like. I think there's a lot of people out there that are hesitant to get it. And so it's like, even though they're rolling it out, is it going to be something that people will accept right away? Everybody has a different opinion on COVID and masks and everything like that in general. So it makes me wonder how many people will actually get the vaccine when it comes out. <laughs> I think that, that's entirely you know, just how you are as a person and whether you, how much you believe the media and where you get your news sources and right. how, uh, whether you take them with a grain of salt. Because for me personally, if I see anything like on social media, things like that, I always take it with a grain of salt. I never believe it hook, line, and sinker. I always, if I see something big, I go and find other sources to see if that story really is true. But there are other people who they just see it or see someone post about it. That's obviously the truth. And they just take it and they don't, don't really look into it and so it, i think it really depends on whether people will widely be you know rejecting it or if they'll be embracing the that depending on where they get their news source information yeah. because there's all kinds of conflicting stories that you see everywhere yeah and, and just along that and i don't want to get into it too much but it, it really irks me when people make COVID political I mean, and that's on a citizenship level and a politician level, should not make the, the virus political at all. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't affect how you're, you're running the state. It shouldn't affect how, you know, in order for your own political career and, it, you know, your, your decisions as a person, um, the way that you look at the vaccine or COVID should not be based on who you vote for or, um, 
it, you know the the biases that that you will see in the media and so yeah i i, I don't know man i i think that that's part of the the toxicity that that has been this year is is the connection between covid and politics and so yeah, i'm and just that, really that, tired yeah of that. that's it's very heavy with between covid and, and politics because it's been a huge thing that affects people on an everyday personal level yeah from the day-to-day and I, I think a lot of that has to do with, yeah, politics, the news outlets, and I think social media plays into it hugely. Like, I, I know that Joe Rogan talks about this on his podcast all the time. Like, just the fact that social media, you can find an opinion. Like, like if you have a specific opinion about something, you can look that up on social media or YouTube, and you'll find a hundred or, or thousands of people that think the same way you do. And you can kind of get stuck in these ways of thinking rather than taking everything as a grain of salt, like you were saying, Nick, and, and maybe looking for different sources. And I mean, I, I personally think that's a better way to look at that kind of stuff than just kind of getting stuck in one stream of media and letting that affect all of your thinking and decisions. I, I, I think that in 2020, we all have to remember to keep an open mind about everything and take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, but anyways, I feel like we're getting more onto COVID than we are in music right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I'm going to try and drive it a little bit more, but still a little bit along the lines. I still see that people do, even despite COVID being, you know, it's effective, uh, affected everybody's lives on a personal level. I think people are still hopeful for the future. Like I know there are bands that are still hoping to go out and tour next year. Like I know Disturbed is planning on coming to Utah next month, actually on my birthday, which I'm really hoping to go to that concert. It should be an awesome one. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so I just think it's cool that bands are still keeping hope that things will go back to normal and they're still trying to put out music. Cause I also see lots of other artists where they do live sessions and you can try and like do like an online virtual concert. Like I know Hailstorm has done that. Um, Three Days Grace, they record live sessions and just post it on social media where you can watch. And those are really cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Foo really Fighters cool. has did something recently. I didn't quite see it, but I know they released something not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, they released a single and they also performed a live stream. Uh, I think it was on Stephen Colbert. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the more and more bands are actually getting really high, you know, getting really intense with the, the live stream performance. And that's that's really smart. Um, one thing I did want to point out is just how much I, I think that not many people have seen this because usually these guys are invisible to the public eye. But the people that run the shows, the, the stage crews and, and oh, the audio, yeah. AV engineers, all those guys. COVID hit you the know, hardest. They, yeah, they they're out of work you know, for months, and for a lot of states, a, a big source of you know income for that state are the the live bands performing, and and so. And obviously, there's the the livelihood of um, those individuals that are working there. Uh, my boss is uh, over back at BYU. Uh, my old bosses uh, back in AV, back when I was an audio engineer there. Um, I mean, obviously, they're lucky to uh, still be working there because they're on salary at BYU. But they know lots and lots of friends who've had it really hard during the the COVID incident. So. So we're hoping that that next year, 2021, live shows will get back going and yeah, just uh, things will hopefully 
come close to something of normal, at least for the live industry. Uh, and I think, yeah, like there's still things we can be grateful for this year too. Still things that we can all congratulate each other on. And, you know, like you were saying, there's so many bands that have kind of been able to evolve and still put out music, still keep a good following and still have some income during this time. So, and, and that's something that I love about music is I don't think you could ever really kill off music. You know, it's it's been kind of a hard decade for music, I think, with, you know, uh, Spotify, and those free listening platforms and you know it's it's had to be a constantly evolving thing but i think that it will always be around and people will always find a way to overcome obstacles like how this year has been and still find a way to put out some good music so yeah i mean at least i really hope so because as much as i love just laying in my bed and listening to music and just you know, vibing with whatever i'm listening to there's still nothing that compares to going to a concert live i mean the last concert i went to was Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, and Chevelle, which Joe also went to that concert too. And mm -hmm. man, that was such a fun concert. And I wish more than I could have gone to some concerts because there were supposed to be some really great bands coming to Utah this year. Mm -hmm. I know Nina and I really wanted to go see Jimmy Eat World. They were supposed to come in June. There were some other, I forget what other artists were, were coming, but just a bunch of really awesome bands that Nina and I were really hoping to go see live in. But of course, COVID canceled all those. And but I just really hope that when they talk about the new normal after COVID that, you know, it really will be normal and not different when we'll no longer have, because I've heard, you know, theories that people say everything will be changed, everything will be different. We won't go out in public, like movie theaters won't be a thing anymore and we'll just stream it. You know, when a new movie comes out, we'll just stream it, whether on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever, rather than going seeing in theaters. Yeah. And they're saying there's been talk where, you know, in the entertainment industry will change like that where you just consume everything at home rather than going out to the theater going seeing the concert live or whatnot and i really hope it really doesn't come down to that in a way i think that it, i think it's cool that we because of covid and all that we now have that option yeah but it, it is cool but it's still not it's the same. not the same exactly and i hope that it, you know, like you were saying, we do return to some form of normalcy where we can still go out and do that kind of stuff. And it, because like you said, there's just nothing like, uh, excuse me, nothing like it. Going to a live show and the energy you feel and the crowd's reaction and you being a part of that, it's not mm -hmm. something that can be synthesized, I, I don't think. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, like hopefully we do come back to some type of normalcy. I'm sure we will. I just don't think it's going to happen you know, it may be another year or maybe even a few years, I, I would say, before everything is really back to a normal state. And, you know, which is kind of a bummer. But I think that as long as we continue to push forward and we still find stuff to look forward to and a reason to get up each morning and, yeah, j just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. and, and on a music level, you just have to, to learn to adapt, uh, just adapt to the situation. And honestly, the, the music industry changes every decade. You know, the, yeah. the music industry is, is always evolving with the new technologies and, and what's hot and what's new. And even depending on what people are actually listening to. But it, we're entering into this sort of new phase of the music industry where now we're very much dependent on working from home and performing virtually. And so uh, any bands or any uh, artists or or even engineers and producers out there, <clears throat> 
have had to learn and are learning still how to adapt to this this new sort of environment in the music industry where now they have to be just sort of self dependent and competent to, to work from home and, and to keep streaming and uh, be consistent with that. Mm. And um, that's something that I want to do with Blix 10 and uh, my own solo endeavors is is doing live stream performances i think that would be really fun yeah and that's something i've been really wanting to do to try to get blix 10 back up and and do those because i know we talked about it like at the beginning code but then everybody just got busy and yeah yeah blix 10 kind of fell off the radar but i'm hoping that 2021 will be the the year that we really come back and yeah and get back at it you know yeah well we can say the same thing with transmitter i mean it's it's been such a busy past few months and i i think we're just now starting to kind of get back on top of things and i think it's important during this time to just hold each other up and try and support you know the small businesses and the people that are that were kind of hit by this and had to take a breather take a break and yeah i look forward to uh see, you know hearing blix 10's album when it comes out i look forward to you know seeing what you guys decide to do in the future with uh you know maybe live shows or or if you have to stream them then you know because I, I really actually enjoyed the the live stream that you guys did when was that april or yeah, yeah sometime in april, april like, very yeah. early april because because the whole COVID thing started in late march so. yeah 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 so but um, if, if I could, I've, I wanted to talk a little bit, and, and sorry, this might be a little bit long-winded, but it, since we're going to get into hip-hop... I'm nope, sorry, right? uh-uh. I'm going to shut uh, down right there. No hip-hop. Okay, no, no hip-hop. Sorry, we're going to be talking about opera next season. Baroque um, opera. Baroque, no. excuse me. Um, and, and no, we, we probably will talk about opera at some point. We don't hate opera, but um, no, we're, we're thinking we're going to start on hip-hop next, and I guess... You know, the, our first episode on hip hop, I'm picturing it's going to be kind of a background, maybe a little bit of history about it. Um, but I figured I'd take this time when we're just kind of free talking things to tell you about how I feel about hip hop and why I personally want to talk about it. Um, because I think it's I'm probably the person here who's most into hip hop out of us three. So, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to tell you a little bit about my opinions on it. And maybe I can uh, pull you and Joe into the hip hop world a little bit further. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, I'm oh, super yeah. down to talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, and... for sure. I'm not a huge into hip hop. I know a little, but I definitely couldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm a super connoisseur of hip hop. And I could tell you what's the, the finesse, you know, of you yeah. know, what's on top of, you know, the hip hop genre and what's looked upon with your nose in the air or anything like that. <laughs> but I definitely think it's it's a genre that definitely, you know, it's taken the main stage above rock with pop music on it. And I'd say it's a lot more prominent than, unfortunately, than rock is t today. Yeah. Well, and and so here's the thing about hip hop, in, in my opinion. And, and well, let, let me tell you a little bit how I grew up on hip hop. I'm basically like your average guy in Utah, I think. Like you... You maybe listen to Eminem one day and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so you get into Eminem and then you branch out from there. So like I, I grew up on Eminem, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, like some very common mainstream hip hop artists mm -hmm. who definitely, you know, maybe had a cool, cool story of how they got into hip hop. And that's what kind of led me down the rabbit hole is, I mean, if, if you put yourself in my shoes in, uh, you know, early high school, I had never heard hip hop before. I 
grew up in a family that was mainly uh, pop and rock, which I think is very common here in Utah. Uh, pop rock country, kind of the three main genres that people grow up listening to here. And first time I heard a hip hop song, I, I think it was Crack a Bottle by Eminem and uh, it had Dr. Dre and 50 Cent in it. And I was like, okay, they're talking about girls and drugs and like there's nothing appealing about this to me at all. <laughs> like, it, I just don't get it. You, you know, and it wasn't until a couple years after that that I think Eminem's album Recovery came out um, and he kind of got back on the scene and was uh, very popular and famous at the time for like Love the Way You Lie and other uh, singles that came out on that album like Not Afraid. And that's when I kind of got into hip hop and started exploring it. And as I kind of went down the rabbit hole on YouTube, what kind of drew me in was when I looked back at like the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, when hip hop artists were kind of underground and doing like freestyle rapping and battle rapping. And that's something that I thought was so so cool because when when you look at battle rapping you have two people that are going head to head with nothing but their wits and their thoughts and they're trying to kind of tear each other down and see who can say the wittiest, smartest thing to outsmart the other person. It's it's almost like a mental game of chess. And that's something I always thought was cool about hip hop, and that that people are able to you know to sing and speak that rhythmically, and then you know just have like you know like a you know, a battle against each other, and it's all on the fly, you know, improv. That I can never do that in a million years. <laughs> like <laughs> it's something I've always admired about it, and. And it just blows my mind that people are able to do something like that, especially, you know, someone like Eminem, you know, the wordsmith. Right, you know, right. <laughs> who's able to bring in all these type of, you know, different words and meanings and, and, and execute it. So I guess you could say poetically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so that's what really drew me in is I was thinking like, because when I was growing up in high school, I mean, I wasn't the most popular kid on the block. And I mean, not that I was like bullied or anything. But you know, when I started getting into hip hop, and you learn that these people came, a, a lot of these rappers and hip hop artists came from essentially nothing. And because they were quick witted, and able to outsmart the next guy, they were able to kind of get into the music world and become somebody and maybe be better off than they were before. So I, I guess like one of the reasons I love hip hop so much is it's kind of a tale of, and not that all hip hop is like this, but it's sometimes a tale of someone who came from nothing and was able to make something of their life just from music. Which, I mean, we, we talk about music on this show and we talk about how much we love it. And I, I think that's, you know, it's, it's probably no wonder when you think why I like hip hop so much. It's because it's people talking about music that made something of their lives. So, and, and then of course, from there, you go further down the rabbit hole. You maybe start looking at the greats like Tupac and Biggie. And then you branch out from there, maybe get into some underground artists. Um, you start looking at different beats and flows and... But but yeah, so I, I guess what I'm saying is like, that's kind of where I come from on, hi on hip hop. Like, that's why I love it. I love the aspect that, you know, you're trying to better yourself through music and words. And, and I think, you know, and not all hip hop is like that these days. Like if you look at the whole uh, mumble rap movement and, and all of that, it, it seems like there's a lot of different priorities there it's it's not about coming from nothing so much as talking about how much you have if that makes sense mm -hmm. um 
You know, I, I've been listening to you uh, describing sort of the, the path that a lot of people might take to, uh, when they're exploring hip hop. I, and I think that that's kind of reminiscent of where I start with where I uh, started with rock, for instance. I think that everyone, you know, is uh, their their first exposure to a genre is is like some of the most popular bands. So, for instance, with rock, you might be first exposed to like Queen or the Beatles yeah the Beatles you know all those top greats yeah yeah and then you know you you explore people that are like them and then eventually you you kind of get into more underground and very specific you know genre specific uh bands you know you find your niche and um so yeah it's i definitely can connect with you on on that part where you just start with the mainstream but then you just kind of branch out you you find the roots of that music that you like and then you start like going into very unique and underground kinds of artists like and niches, so yeah. yeah 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 for sure uh my exposure to to hip-hop is is definitely more when it's connected to rock so for instance obviously lincoln park and another new metal band such as uh slipknot and corn and those guys who are definitely more at the roots of new metal you also got limp biscuit and of course they get trashed a lot <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> I think that my favorite diss on Limp Biscuit was that one uh, Deadpool scene. <laughs> he's about to to punch that guy, and he's like, "I'm gonna do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really fun. It, it's funny because they they talk about how they love like Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and then the basis of Rage Against the Machine came out and apologized to the world that they influenced such a crappy band. <laughs> so when you disowned by your parents it's it's yeah, yeah. That burns, yeah. but didn't want to go on that tangent too far but yeah I, even today as i see newer bands come out with music i definitely see a lot of hip-hop elements being woven into the rock scene as well and so i, I do think that hip-hop has definitely made it stand and established its influence on you know obviously their their own territory their own turf but also on the turf uh, turf of other genres so it's really cool to to see that happen unfortunately there are certain mainstream artists and listeners that think uh rock is completely dead mm. uh there's that in infamous <laughs> tweet thread where adam levine said that rock is dead and that all the creativity is in hip-hop and he just got bashed by a lot of rock guys but really adam levine said that yeah interesting mm. Yeah, he said, if, if if there is a, a rock party, I certainly wasn't invited to it or something. <laughs> and then I forget which rock artist it was, but he was like, congratulations, everybody, on not inviting Adam Levine to the rock party. I think Corey Taylor said something like, just because you got the moves like Jagger doesn't mean you can rock like Mick Jagger. Oh, <laughs> oh. of course, Corey Taylor's always got some of the most wittiest comebacks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I mean, and I guess the reason I'm even talking about this is I just wanted to let our our listeners know that when we do start talking about hip-hop, although I don't know everything about hip-hop myself, it will be coming from a place of love and it will be coming from someone who grew up and probably wouldn't have made it through high school or wouldn't have made it through a few years of my life if I didn't have hip-hop. And and particularly the type of hip-hop that can lift you up and give you the motivation to stand up and fight for yourself 
which is personally the type of hip hop and rap that I like the most. Yeah, man, I, I can't wait to hear your guys' episodes on hip hop. And I'm excited to hear the comeback from Transmitter in general. Honestly, I can't wait to hear more episodes from you guys because because I really enjoy this podcast. And I also uh, really enjoy uh, being on the podcast whenever you guys ask me. I always feel honored when you ask me to, to be on with you guys. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your story, uh, Ryan, and on your journey with hip hop. And, and Nick, I can't wait to hear your reaction to yeah. Because this this will kind of be my because I've never delved much into hip hop. I know like a few songs here or there. Like like the, I think one of the first songs that comes to mind, like Ryan mentioned, was "Love the Way You Lie" with Eminem. Was it Rihanna? Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did that with? <laughs> like I think that was one, like one of the first ones where like I actually listened to it a couple times because I actually kind of liked it. Mm. But most of the time when I hear hip hop, is it's like eh, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's not necessarily bad yeah. because when I do listen to hip hop. Especially, I don't know, especially things from like Eminem, you know, just I think you have to be on a very high intellectual level to be able to think and come up with that, you know, that that kind of genre of music because it's not something that you just write, you know, just a few words and then just throw some music on top of it. It's very thought out. So yeah. I'm very lo- looking forward to learning more and discovering that stuff. And I'm ex- almost kind of like, you know, I'm opening the box and giving a review, but, you know, but you know, instead of like a toy or a product, it's going to be hip hop, you know? <laughs> well, and, and that's why I think it will be so fun is, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of tell you what I know and then you can react to what I have to share. And, you know, I, I think that'll be great content for our listeners and it'll uh, maybe just show people that or, or introduce people that haven't really delved into hip hop before how fun and cool it can be um especially when we start talking about you know artists like nas or uh, wu-tang or kanye or you know these some of these very influential figures in hip-hop and and maybe we can even have jordan on to talk about kanye because i know oh yeah he, yeah, he said a, he was a huge a kanye big fan that, yeah. that would be awesome <laughs> to have him come on here and talk about it yeah so i i don't know i'm just excited for it and hopefully our listeners are too and um but anyway, that, that's my spiel on, on hip-hop, I guess. And I just wanted to kind of sprinkle that into this conversation as we get started on that. Mm-hmm. iEngraveStuff.com is a local engraving service based in Linden, Utah. If you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings, get in touch with one of their specialists today. You might meet McKay, who is one of the main brains of the operation. He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for Iron Grave stuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros at Iron Grave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up Iron Grave stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iingravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iengravestuff.com. If we could, I mean, uh, there is one particular song that I wanted to. Oh, yeah, with yeah. You I was guys. thinking about that. Yeah, maybe we should delve into that. You know? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, you know, we, we uh, the three of us, we come from the same generation. And I don't think that there's any song that can be recognized by the very first word of the song, like this song Somebody. 
once told me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that the song should be really looked at and dissected, and I think we can have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I mean, sure. we could talk about music, uh, the musicality of it, and we could also talk about the lyrics. And um, I don't know, just uh, the, the genius that is this particular song. Um, I do have the lyrics pulled up here. Yeah, I got that right here, too. So the first line, somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in this shed. You know, obviously you can tell this guy, uh, he, he comes from a, you know, a, a rough background or at least a background where he, he had some inner insecurity. You know? Yeah, or maybe he had some kind of turmoil in his life. And so he doesn't have the highest, <laughs> I guess, opinion of himself or something like that. Yeah, you know, and... But then, of course, he meets somebody, you know, says she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> I, I think the, the the message we can take from that is that, you know, the, the haters, the 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 people who are laughing at you, they, they kind of humiliate themselves in a way when, yeah. when they try to humiliate you like that. And so I, I think that that's a, a that's a moral that we can really internalize in <laughs> yeah. our lives. <laughs> has that ever happened to you guys? Has, has anyone done the, the L sign to you guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, growing up. My, uh, my sisters used to, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even just as a joke, you know. Yeah. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a very interesting phrase right there. You know, the, you know, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Like time doesn't wait for you. You're you're kind of thrown into the mix, and it says you're fed to the rules. And I hit the ground running. You know, like like all this stuff. It's almost like you know, like you're growing up, and then like adulthood comes right at your face, and it's not slowing down. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of running goes like you know, fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. You know, like. To me, that kind of speaks like you're all of a sudden just hit with responsibility, you know, with the rules. And, then, and if, if you don't hit the yeah. ground running, it's not going to end very well, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting way to put, you know, start off that pre-chorus. But Yeah, I, I think so, too. The next bit, uh, didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. I like the first line. Didn't make mm -hmm. sense not to live for fun. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I guess in life you get caught up with all the the everyday things, you know, all running to and from. That comes with the growing up. But, it, you know, exactly. if, but if you let it control your life, what's the point of living if you don't stop to take time for yourself? Yeah, if, if you don't take time to breathe and have some fun and realize that this isn't about the rat race of life, you're, you're not going to have much fun and your brain will get smart, but your head gets dumb. Yeah, I, I think that there's a spectrum, you know, there's getting really smart and really specialized in something. But w when you do that, when you when you really get smart, per se, as the, the lyrics say, you know, you miss out on connecting with people, perhaps. Like you're, you're more, you can be intellectual, but that doesn't mean you're street smart. Though. Yeah, 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 the, yeah that, that term too. street smart, I, I'm sure that that can really be applied to that as well. And sorry, maybe we should. Be, I'm I'm almost positive everybody knows this song and what we're talking about. But this song is called All Star by yeah, Smash Mouth. Yeah, if you don't, you've been living under a rock. And it's in the movie Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a coke. Um, oh, like I've already given you a bunch. <laughs> Um, uh, but, but yeah, and sorry, we can continue from here. I just want to make sure people knew the song we were talking about, but yeah, if you don't know this song, you need to, you need to check it out. <laughs> Enough said. So we, we've gone through the first verse and the, the pre-chorus, um, just quickly about the music. Obviously it just starts out with that 
just a reggae-styled guitar. Now, I do want to point out, I, I think that there's some genius in, in the chords that they chose, okay? The very first chord that you hear is a G chord, which obviously, you know, utilizes the G string on the guitar. Now, the second chord is the D chord. And so, you know, I, I think that there's a certain hidden message there. You, you got a song where this dude is just kind of flipping off the losers and, and talking about how you, you have to live for fun. And you, the very first chords uh, in the riff are, are the G chord and the D chord. So I think that that was, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that that was simply coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you think about this song and how iconic it is, it was a really well-built song, is a well-built song. From the lyrics to the, yeah, the chords, the way the vocals are almost like sarcastic in a sense, in, in a certain way. And I don't know, like, I think there's a reason that this song has kind of stood the test of time, even though most people think of it and they're it's a song that they kind of laugh at maybe or well they just think of shrek you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, it is kind of a carefree song you know whatever stresses you got in life you just kind of loosen up mm -hmm. and, and you guys probably notice as well that the the music uh, you know just kind of amps up a bit as as the song goes on when he gets to the the lyrics well the years start coming and they don't stop coming that's when they bring in the 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 drums the the percussion mm -hmm. and uh the the uh, singing becomes also a little bit more in your face as well. The the next lyrics, so much to do, so much to see, so what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go, and you'll never shine if you don't glow. You know, that's kind of very interesting. I, I know. For me, when I hear that line, I think of, you know, like just how culture differ, differs from place to place. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you just go, all you go see is the main touristy stuff, you're just going to get, you know, the surface of cultural places. Like if you go to New York or you go to Munich, Germany, or you go to Paris, France, or you go maybe somewhere like Mexico City, Mexico, you know, anywhere in the world, you're going to see, you know, the, the top, the cream you know, of the culture, you know, in those big places. But if you take the back streets, you'll see a part of culture that's not, I guess you could say, like plastered on ads and billboards and things like that, or that you see on TV. You'll you see a kind of culture that's very different and I think a lot more unique and a lot richer. At least that's what it makes me think of when it says, so why not take the back streets? Because you'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. I mean, like, you'll be enriched deeper, you know, if you take those back streets. When I, I love how he says, so what's wrong with taking the back streets? Like, because I feel like there's kind of a stigma when it comes to going in the, the back streets of town, you know, when you're going in neighborhoods that not everybody knows. And, you know, people think that like you're in a bad part of town, maybe, or you're uh, off the beaten track, you know, whereas a lot of times in culture, it's not until you get on those back streets and you're actually seeing how the real people live that aren't just in the main yeah, exactly. city, yeah. you know, that you really get a taste of what the life there is like. And I think he's kind of saying that about life. Like, if you don't take the back streets of life and really get to know, you know, life other than just the mainstream sugar pop, you know, all that stuff... And I think he highlights, uh, you'll never know if you don't go, there's the, uh, there's kind of a tragedy in ignorance. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when you don't go, you just don't know what you're missing. It could be the next best thing in your life. Uh, what was that <laughs> Family Guy uh, episode where, where they show Peter 
K-pop. Oh my god. <laughs> he sees K-pop and he's like, I have two Fight. questions. Uh, what is this and how do I make my life all about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. You, you go to the back streets, you, you might find K-pop and <laughs> that'll be the next best thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never shine if you don't glow. Yeah, you know, just uh, you have to get from, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, if you want to shine, you can't just go from on and off like a switch. You have to to crescendo up to a, uh, from glowing to shining. I guess uh, that's at least how I interpret yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the chorus start, goes into, you know, hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. Yeah. Uh, hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. I think that's cool because uh, it, it's like. You can be what you want, you know. Hey, you're an all-star? All right, get your game on and go. Yeah. You know, just go and do this. This is what you do, so go do it. I think it's, yeah, kind of saying, like, it doesn't matter what other people think of you, and it doesn't matter what you really think of yourself. If if you don't get out there and try to make something of yourself, you're not going to you're not going to get there. The The first step is actually trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of goes back to that last line of the pre-course, you'll know, never shine if you don't glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that glitters is gold. I think that's kind of cool because, you know, for instance, glitter, what's the value in glitter compared to gold? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, gl- glitter is kind of seen as a nuisance. But, you know, when you when you take value in the the simple things like glitter you know if to you glitter is is as valuable as gold or if you apply it to your own life if you know say a crappy acoustic is just as good to you as an eight thousand dollar les paul you know I, you can take real old joy in that i think you know that reminds me of a story um i don't remember where i heard it or if i saw it or something like that but i just remember this I think it was a video. I can't remember exactly, but basically, what the whole point of the of this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a video. You know, it shows someone. You know, they have this banged up, beat up violin, and you know, when you look at it, you think it's just gonna, you know, sound terrible and and stuff like that. And like, there's this guy. He's playing it, and he doesn't sound very good, but he's trying his best. And then some, and um, some other guy comes up to him, and it's this older gentleman, and he comes and grabs the violin, and he starts playing it. And it's like the most gorgeous, beautiful thing that you've ever heard in your life. And you just hear this, this old beat of violin being played by the hands of a master. Yeah. You know, and just, just because it's an old beat up violin doesn't mean that it can't be the most beautiful thing, you know, that's ever been played. I, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you have the nicest newest gear, if, you know, you don't put in the, the time and effort you know, to become, you know, to make something that's not necessarily as nice as like you know, $8,000 guitar, but if you take that, that instrument and after all the time that you spent with it, you can make something you know that's a masterpiece. Oh, and I, I think it goes to show like, you know, you, you take this old beaten down violin and do you think that the people on the street are noticing this beat up violin or are they noticing the notes and the glitter that this master is is making with it the the sound the beautiful sounds that he makes with it i think that's kind of why he says you know all that glitters is gold because in a certain sense if you have the talent and and you're putting in the effort and the work people are going to notice that they're not going to necessarily notice the quality of how you're getting it out there 
Uh, if if it's valuable, then it's valuable. You right. Know, if if it's something to be desired, people don't really care how it's taken. Mm-hmm. They see that, and I think it, it just goes to show uh, taking in what what you were saying, Nick and and Ryan, is that the the value really is inside. It's it's not about the the quality of what you have. It's how how you use it. You can turn glitter into gold. Yeah. Uh, or like what is it, what is it in Latin? The the diamond and the rough for. Anyways, so same kind of concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people might say that we're trying to uh, make this song into gold It is gold right <laughs> It is gold. Yes, we, we, we always knew. We always knew. Yeah, we know that we're uh, basically reviewing the song, uh, you know, All Star by Smash Mouth. Yes, we know that we're doing this. We are being slightly sarcastic, but at the same time, this is a good song. And serious. Wrong. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're seriously realizing just how profound of a song this is. <laughs> Only shooting stars break the mold. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty straightforward line. You gotta. Well, if you if you think about all the greats, like when it comes to music, what made them great? I'm like, think of Michael Jackson, for example. He was definitely a shooting star. I mean, like he was a musical genius and was the first to do a lot of things, especially when it came to dance too. He's more than just a singer; he's a dancer. And lots of you know people who are big into dancing, they emulate and idolize Michael Jackson because he did a lot of things that were unique. Like, of course, one of the most biggest things that people think of is the moonwalk, you know, when he did that live on stage. Like, I remember seeing this little video where they're talking about when they were doing the the last practice before the actual show. Michael Jackson did not do the moonwalk during that. He just in the middle of Billie Jean, you know, when they do when there's that breakdown in the middle of the song, he just decided just do the moonwalk. And everybody was just like, whoa, what was that? You know, and it changed dancing and things like that in in the music industry and things like that it's like he broke the mold you know he because like people were like what is he doing he's not going you know according you know, to how they had choreographed and scripted the whole performance so he just changed it you know, he broke the mold and that's now iconically one of the most famous dance moves of all time yeah here's a question so what is the what would you say is the difference between a star and a shooting star i think in it's this analogy of, like it, to, to me, it makes me think of the saying, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Because I, I think in order to be, like, a shooting... Because there are stars, and, and then there's shooting stars like Michael Jackson. And he broke the mold. He did things that other people wouldn't even... Like, maybe they thought of it, but they thought, like, okay, that's just crazy. Like, I'm not going to try and... You know, like, his the lean, where he had custom shoes built so that he could look like oh, he yeah, was yeah. leaning. Yeah, defying gravity and everything. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm maybe someone at some point thought, like, oh, yeah, maybe I could do something like that. But they didn't do it. They didn't actually try to attempt it and put in the effort and time to show people how cool that could be you know and 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 not just with dancing but with music and i mean maybe that's part of it like actually taking the leap and having the courage to try and be unique and do something that no one else has ever done yeah and i'll take a moment and uh tribute to van halen because he just passed away this year in my opinion van halen was a shooting star you know he wasn't just some uh rock star he wasn't just a, a guy playing guitar on stage the dude went up there and he redefined 
what it means to be a guitarist. He redefined how you can play the guitar. He redefined what tones you could get out of the guitar with with his famous uh, PV5150 amplifier. And and I mean, he didn't go up there with a super nice guitar. He built that guitar, you know, it looked really junky. <laughs> but now it's an iconic guitar that is like thousands of dollars if oh, you want yeah. one that looks like it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was, he was another Hendrix because he went up there and he just blew everyone's mind. It's like, I don't think back in the 60s, people really understood Hendrix. He'd go up there and he'd make all these crazy sounds uh, playing the, the national anthem and these other solos and playing with his teeth. And they're just like, what the freak is this guy doing? <laughs> I mean, whoa, what is he doing with that guitar? And today we just look back on him and he's he's a shooting star. He broke the mold. Yeah, like yesterday was actually Jimmy Hendrix's was supposed to be i think like his 78th birthday or something yesterday i saw a tribute to him wow and um yeah they they came up with his brand new guitar in honor of Jimi hendrix and on that little thing that i read on the internet about him you know they still you know, claim him as the greatest instrumentalist in rock history yeah yeah, I, I could see that. And it's not that, you know, he, he's a better player than anyone else. Because he got millions of guys who can play um, what Jimi Hendrix played. Yeah. Got thousands of, of other famous artists after him playing his stuff. But there's only one Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, there'll never be another one like him. Yeah, yeah. Well, same could be said of Michael Jackson. There's lots of dancers out there that, today and, and performers that can dance and sing pretty much as good as he could. <laughs> I mean, maybe not as good. He was pretty amazing. But, you know, the point is, like, other people can do this stuff, but it was the fact that they were the first to do it and they had a certain personality about them and a certain passion behind it that that just makes it more special, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. We probably want to move forward with the lyrics. If you guys want to keep going with this. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, at this point, we have to. Uh, it's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now, but wait till you get older. That's, that's a line that I'm still kind of pondering. You're bundled up now, but wait till you get older. Well, that's something I, I still hear all, all the time today. Like, I'm 27. I feel like I've seen a thing or two, but people you know, who are older than me is like, oh, just wait until you get older. Things are going to change and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, mm. like, what am I going to experience you know, in the future that I still haven't experienced in 27 years of time, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just something I hear all the time. It's like, wait till you get old, older. I've heard that my throughout my entire life. Well, when am I going to be older? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're just a young man. You don't yeah. you don't know what's coming for you. But honestly, I hear the for instance, my parents say, you know, I I, I don't envy <laughs> your place because stuff is happening that we never had to experience, and mm -hmm. um, so we're just kind of in a position where we're not we're we're just traversing new waters, just different waters than than people really experience, and maybe that's a. What the the next couple of lines say, uh, but the meteor man, men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. And the ice speed skate's getting pretty thin, the water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. <laughs> it's like you're on thin ice right now, so. Yeah, it, like, it could be said that you're on thin ice, but then again, the water's getting warm, so yeah. adapt and... You go know, swim, yeah. <laughs> go swim and flourish. You don't have to ice skate. Uh, swim across the, the, the pond. 
Yeah, to me, I just get this overall message of like, you need to, you know, you you can try your best to be prepared for what life is going to throw at you, but... But you'll never be 100% prepared, so you, you might as well make the best of it. Exactly. Like, you might as well just kind of go with the flow, roll with the punches, try to evolve, because if you get stuck in the mind state of like... I'm going to, you know, just be as prepared as possible. And and you don't give yourself the option to evolve to these new things that come at you. It can actually end up hurting you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. And I never get bored. Um, I think that kind of... Uh, when, when I hear that, I think of a hustle mentality. You know, when you're on fire, you're re- kind of running all over the place. A lot of stuff is happening, and uh, some people just really flourish on that. They they flourish on on the hustle and just doing stuff with your life. And you know, some people go crazy, but other people. Yeah, but the thing to take out of that is that you're never bored. And I, I'm sure we could all relate to that because I don't think any of us are ever bored. Yeah. <laughs> we got so much going on. Yeah. But, you know, uh, once in a while you'll need a holiday, but then are you ever bored on your holidays or do you... Uh... Sometimes it's just nice just to do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I, I kind of get like, you know, my world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. And I'll, I'll never get bored. I don't know. It's, it's almost like the, the world's not perfect, you know, for anybody. And, and so you can either like it you know you, you mm-hmm. can find joy in it or you can <laughs> let it beat you down and let it make you you bored and depressed i don't know <laughs> yeah and uh this this next part i mean we'll uh we've already gone through the chorus so may as well skip to verse three uh somebody once asked could i spare some change for gas i need to get myself away from this place uh, it's an interesting scenario because uh, this uh, you see a person going to this guy and this person doesn't seem to have the capability to move on, I suppose. Yeah, kind of like, like the way I see it when they ask this question, they're like, like, oh, I'm in the worst low place. And then the guy says, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm right with you there, buddy. So yeah. like, everybody's got hard times. Yeah. 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 You, a you, you give a little bit to, to other people and, and that also kind of helps you realize, hey, yeah, I need I need to do the same thing that you're doing. Let's, mm-hmm. let's you know, get out of here kind of thing. And we could all use a little change. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was a pretty, what's that word? Clever. Yeah, that's a, that's a really clever uh, twist of words right there. Well, and they, they always say, like, it's important to uh, try to give to others. Like, there, there's meaning in life by giving uh, to others and not just focusing on yourself. Trying to sacrifice things for others every now and then can give you some perspective on yourself and make your own life richer and happier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of extrapolating a lot, but I, I kind of get that vibe from it. Yeah. And, you know, going to the next part, um, he goes back into the same lyrics that he started earlier in the song. Well, the years stop coming and they don't uh, start coming and they don't stop coming. Oh, and, but when he sings that part, the, the melody is different and the yeah, it's a key change, right? Yeah, um, yeah you know, it's it's just an alternative uh, melody, I suppose. And the the guitar, what the guitar is playing under him, is also different. Um, it's the same words, but uh, obviously from that third verse, it's like he's starting a different chapter, but it still has that same outlook out on life. You know, the years start coming and they don't stop coming, even in the next chapter. You know, you can still take the back streets. You know, you can still shine, even if starting at that the next chapter, you're only glowing. And 
He, he seems like more, uh, almost like rejuvenated in that last chorus there. Cause like when you first hear it, it's like, well, the years stop, uh, start coming and they don't stop coming. Whereas the last one is, it feels more like- well, He's belting it at the end. Yeah, yeah like it, it feels like there's more determination behind the words, I guess. Maybe it's just because of, it seems to be a little more up-tempo and, and yeah, different, uh, different chords, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just slightly different. Uh, the end, of the the guitarist is picking the guitar rather than doing those um, up strokes, the the up picking, um, like you see in reggae typically, and and so it's uh, yeah, it, it's a really nice twist uh, to that pre-chorus, and and then uh, that last chorus they they go back into how they typically play the chorus, and so it's it's going back to that original. Um, state and I suppose that's it's more of a reminiscent feel like hey we're going back to this uh, state of mind where you're an all-star and mm. you're a rock star and you know uh, be a shooting star <laughs> um, so well I mean that's a pretty I don't know that anyone has ever broken down this song so well actually <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny because uh, when when I first met Joe and like this has always been Joe's song to me, and, and I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy that we got to talk about it with him on. Um, like you know, we're doing it kind of ironically or sarcastically, but at well, the same just time, to show, like even the most simple of songs, you know, can have meaning though. Right, and it, it's it's just kind of a song that always makes me smile now because it, it just reminds me of Joe and all the good times that the three of us have had together and. Yeah, it just reminds us of our friendship, I guess, and it's it's just yeah. a good time. And well, it really is just a song of a generation. I mean, it really is. I mean, we were kids when when this song came out, and mm -hmm. I remember freaking skating at the the roller skate um, uh, rink classic skating, and yeah. classic skating, <laughs> yeah. and this song would come on, and yeah. I was just always so excited when this song came. Well, on. everybody would always get excited when this song would play. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and to this day, people. Uh, I mean, I remember back in high school when I was taking the driver's ed, and we had uh, the radios on in the car, and and we found the station that was playing this uh. song, and everyone was <laughs> singing it, and. and and even into our late twenties, we're still jamming this song, man. Mm -hmm. It just never gets old. Yeah. Well, so. and it's even on like you know uh, TikTok, which is like the new mainstream social media platform. You know, it's all over that. Like, I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon. Well, I think it's gonna be one of those multi, you know, generational things. I mean, like people still to this day love and listen to the Beatles. I think that this song, you know, from Smash Mouth, is gonna live on for generations too. Yeah. yeah. Even though there are no Beatles. No, <laughs> definitely not. But, Beatles. but that, that's just the power that music has sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, honestly, doing this, I, I thought it would be more funny than <laughs> profound, as I've discovered this to be. We're just like, dang, this, these well, are... I just spoke with them from, from the heart. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, you know what? You know, that, that line makes me think of this. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Uh, yeah. We took this way too seriously. Especially Nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> Like, what are these guys talking about? Uh, you know, click, you know? <laughs> and we're just so deep, and uh, and we're like, oh, yeah, by the way, folks, we're talking about like, Smash Mouth. <laughs> like, isn't this the song at the beginning of Shrek where he farts and the fish dies? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's it's it's so funny because we were so like uh, down. It, well, I mean, we were talking about COVID, so we were all serious. And then we talked about hip hop, which was like supposed to be motivational. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about Smash Mouth, and we didn't even say that we were going to talk about Smash <laughs> Mouth. Uh, uh, love it. This is what you get for an impromptu episode, guys. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I wanted. So, <laughs> but I don't know about you guys, but I think my favorite line from from this song, uh, based on our uh, analysis, I think my favorite line is "All that glitters is gold." I was gonna yeah. say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very uh, iconic line. Yeah, I really like that line a lot. Even though the most memorable line is "Somebody wants." <laughs> well, the years stop coming, they don't stop coming. They don't stop coming, or they don't. Well, that's one of those audios I hear on TikTok where they they just loop. Yeah. The years stop coming, they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. 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 Have you seen the one where they do that to um, "Best of You" from the Foo Fighters? I haven't. No, it's so fun. You know, because it plays the first part of the song, but then. It's is someone getting the best, 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 I love that. That's hilarious. Especially because that's my favorite Foo Fighters song. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It reminds me, I, I don't know if you guys remember, well, you guys might, I don't know if everyone will, but the Lord of the Rings YouTube videos, like where they'd make fun of uh, Legolas. Oh, yeah. they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. They're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. I remember when that was the biggest thing. That was when YouTube was so new. Yeah, <laughs> the hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits, and they released a ten-hour version of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there was the what was it the the eleven-hour version of Patrick looking at mattresses. I don't think I've seen that one, yeah. It's like uh, Spongebob takes Patrick into a mattress store. Yeah, I was like, yeah, how many think there are? And he's like, and he's just looking for 10 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how, like, I think I saw something on YouTube where every time, like, they played... I, I'm not going to explain this correctly, but they they played Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and there's that moment uh, where they're crossing the cornfield, Frodo and Sam, and he's mm-hmm. like, if I go any farther, this will be the farthest I've ever gone, or something. Yeah. And every time someone says the name Frodo in the movie, it kicks the movie back to that part. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> every oh, time someone no. says... And it, so it's... I think it was I've like 8 that. or 11 hours. Uh, wow. it, and somebody edited this movie. So it, every time someone says Frodo in the movie, it jumps back to that part. And then it plays. And the next time someone says Frodo, they jump back to that same part. And it's like, who has that amount of time? <laughs> and how are they making money? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, well, that reminds me of that. When I would live with you, Joe, uh, um, that prank I pulled on John. Do you remember that? (laughs) So um, there's this episode of SpongeBob where he loses his name tag. And when he realizes he he can't find his name tag, he starts like hyperventing going, (gasps) and there's another part of the episode where he tells Patrick that he lost his name tag. And Patrick's just like, what? You lost your name tag? (laughs) And so I was going to work and I knew John was going to come home before I did. So I left my laptop on where... It, I had two windows open of uh, those two separate parts where both Spongebob and Patrick are hyperventilating and <laughs> those played for 10 hours each. And so John just comes home and and sees my laptop on the kitchen um, table of just Patrick 
and SpongeBob hyperventilate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were oh. some good days, man, when you were rooming with us. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Yeah, but like that wouldn't be possible without those types of videos <laughs> where they do things for like 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who are the heroes, the unspoken heroes of YouTube who make those things? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's funny. Oh, man. This is this is funny. This is a funny tangent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know we've officially crossed over to the weird part of transmitter here. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a great way to kick off the the new season of transmitter, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we just figured we'd give you guys some extra content to listen to. We've been gone for a long time, and I feel like you guys would. I mean, we want to hear how you guys are doing uh, during this crazy year, and we thought we'd just kind of talk about how we've been doing and what we've been doing because we've been gone forever so yeah so yeah go ahead and reach out to us whether it's you know through email or writing on the website or or leaving a voicemail and whatnot let us know how you're doing and maybe we'll we'll make a shout out to you guys and yeah we'd love to hear from you yeah even if it's just like an audio recording you know we uh we've been collecting some more audio recordings to share in some of our next episodes and you know we we love doing that and we love hearing from you guys we love to interact and i mean that's that's part of the reason we do this so man yeah all transmitter right, well, <laughs> all right do we want to leave off with some lyrics or something <laughs> um i mean i think that it, although we did share the smash mouth lyrics yeah, but, on but, joe's but, but, episode but go with tradition ryan okay go with tradition else, you know? um so like here all right well let's choose So uh, here's a song that I really love from the Goo Goo Dolls. And the Goo Goo Dolls will always have a special place in my heart. Um, they're also kind of a nostalgic band because uh, we also grew up on Treasure Planet. <laughs> and I think that the, the main song from Treasure Planet we love is I'm Still Here, which was uh, from John Rosesnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Anyways, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls have a song called Better Days, and I think that we can really take to heart what it says. It, so I'll just read the first verse, chorus, and second verse. It says, And you asked me what I want this year, and I'll try to make this kind of clear, uh, kind and clear. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days. Because I don't need boxes wrapped in strings, and designer love, and empty things. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days. So take these words and sing out loud. Because everyone is forgiven now. Because tonight's the night the world begins again. I need someplace simple where we could live and something only you can give and that's faith and trust and peace while we're alive and the one poor child who saved this world and there's, there's 10 million more who probably could if we all just stopped and said a prayer for them and uh, that's when it goes to the, the chorus again and so I've always loved those, those lyrics um, where Honestly, it just highlights how when all is said and done, you know, we don't need any anything materialistic or anything like that. We just we just want better days. And if, if we could just you know forgive each other and pray for each other rather than make enemies out of each other, because I think that each of us has the potential to do something small that can, you know, the butterfly effect, effect for instance, just really help and improve tons of people's lives and so and i think that there's there's hope in that kind of mentality and so yeah uh what are your guys' thoughts 
Yeah, I really like it, and I, you know, I agree completely. I think that the world needs a little bit of that right now. I, I think that there's a lot of division when it comes to opinions on things, just with how the year has gone, and I think it's more important right now than ever for people to set aside their differences and come together. And you know, you don't have to agree; you just have to well, forgive each other. Forgive each other, and and have you know respect respect yeah. for each other yeah and that's what i like about the the words in the chorus so take these words and sing out loud because everyone is forgiven now because tonight's the night the world begins again like we can all agree that everybody thinks that 2020 hasn't been the greatest year but if we all just you know, took a step back and forgave each other we could start new anew again yeah well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this free talk episode and, you know, I hope everyone has a good rest of their year and stay safe out there, guys. We'll see you next time.